0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
1: Shake Them Ropes, Jeff Hawkins, Chris Novembrito giving you guys a bonus show for the week. We lied. We're back. There was news. Let's do it.
0: You're a liar. That
1: makes you a liar. liar.
0: You're a liar.
1: But we are going to give our sponsors probably a free read here. So we are sponsored this week by Manscaped and MyBookie.ag. More on them later. It is the week after WrestleMania.
0: Does it feel like the week after WrestleMania? (laughs) What? Does it feel like the week after WrestleMania? No. This
1: felt like any other Raw and SmackDown this week. You remember when those used to be like the big shows? Oh, it's the it's the season premiere of Raw. It's the season premiere of SmackDown. We're going to get all these NXT call-ups. Nothing. Zip. Zero. Nada. And it feels like we're running back most of the feuds for WrestleMania backlash, as it's being called this year. Which is just, it's, it's the Joe Bob Briggs theory on sequels. When in doubt just make the same movie over again although we There's, are getting a few different programs in there i, I don't know it's so weird
0: it does, this no, it doesn't Raw f- felt not special at all it, it no you know no the, the, you know there were, there are a couple of cops and you're like okay that's nice but the whole night there were many call-ups I was... who got called up? Maybe I'm just saying that because I feel like that could be true, and and I'm not, I'm not maybe on Terra firma. Yeah, sure. Like the, you know, they called her up for NXT. They called her up.
1: They called her. She finally knows where the
0: hard camera is, and she's ready, Jeff. I think she's gonna be something on this roster.
1: Oh, mm, you think? Hot take.
0: Incoming new season.
1: New season. Different broadcast teams.
0: Those are, yeah. That put that a I coat guess of is, paint
1: on it. Just put a coat of paint on it. That's all this was. Man, oh, Adnan
0: Verka uh, certainly was was a new coat of paint. Uh, it's it's like uh, when your apartment complex discovers an accent color, or, or what an accent color is, and decides that they're going to add an accent color, regardless of what that color is. Uh,
1: Chris, is was it two years ago or last year where the where the premier team of Raw was Tom Phillips, Jerry Lawler, and Dio Matt. Was that just last year or was that two years ago? I can't
0: remember. That, that was not this last calendar year, right? Like I, I feel I like hope, Dio Dio was written up. off. I feel like Dio was written off when they still had an audience. Yeah, they were still in front of people. This was... Okay. The Raw commentary booth had been moved up near the announce stand, which is an idea that AEW apparently liked well enough to do it themselves. Um, But then WWE, because they have no attention span, ended up abandoning it. Oh, hey, Chesterfield Cat.
1: Now, (laughs) now on the SmackDown side, you did get uh, Pat McAfee, who I think... uh,
0: well, that's a markup. Yeah, I know. He's, that's he's
1: gonna be a breath of fresh air until he makes that one verbal mistake that gets Vince ma- mad at him.
0: Oh, we're right on the edge. <laughs> I, I was I was sitting there and thinking about it tonight. It, like it, the, he had great moments. Um, he had moments that were very not Vince moments, which made it fun. Like I I actually really enjoyed his call on the Otis and Ray match, which was a nothing mm-hmm. match where he was making it look like it was. Unbelievable that he was seeing this legend Rey Mysterio getting ragged all around by Otis, um, which really helped, you know, kind of build up the standard Mysterio reversal of fortune style match. Um, But yeah, I don't see McAfee being able to be McAfee for very long. So I'm just enjoying it while it's there.
1: Yeah. Uh, Also on video, should you choose to watch this thing at Voices of Wrestling on YouTube. Chris, I'm stuck at WrestleMania still. Oh, come get me, come get me, Chris. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. oh,
1: I was gonna, I was gonna lead with an anecdote because I've actually.
0: You want to get in on the action? <laughs> I've been having all the fun lately.
1: No, I, it's one of those things where it's look. I got enough bad memories in my life <laughs> in terms of childhood, but. You've seen the, uh, the the gifs of Sami Zayn dancing, right? Yes. When L- Logan Paul came in. Well, somebody sent one to, and it's actually pinned on my Twitter profile too, The Whispers 1987. Uh, I believe it's a remake of an Aretha Franklin song called uh, Rock Steady. And we began to rock steady, steady all night long. I have a... Th- that song drives me into a weird middle school uh fetal position because i've been i've had a job since i was 13 i've never not had a job since since i was 13 years old and that first job i had was a paper route and it was it, i lived in a town that had a morning paper and an afternoon paper and i was the afternoon guy on weekdays but i was the morning guy on weekends and so i always associate that song with like in the morning, my alarm going off, and that stupid song waking me up at 13-year-old Jeff every time. It was rock steady for like a good six
0: months. I am trying (laughs) to think. No, I'm trying to think of songs from my youth because I was a kid who liked to listen to the radio up until about age nine or ten. Like, you know, wow, I, you I used, got out early. I, no, I'm not even trying to say, like, a, a, you know, but then you have, like, c- CDs and tapes and stuff. But, like, growing up, like, I used to like all the countdowns every night. Like, I guess I thought it was, like, the a form of music news. I didn't recognize it as, like, a crass commercial instrument. I was like, man, I wonder if this band's going to be able to fight their way up the chart tonight. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> dude, no, nah, yeah. Nova's a mark. Oh no,
1: no, the best. The best are the are the are, are the uh <laughs> the the uh the requests where you're getting the dedications for like n- 10-year-old kids in love. You know, I wanna tell Denise that I really love her and I care for her and she's gonna be mine forever. <laughs> Can I you post sexual kid, healing by Tarzan gay?
0: I <laughs> thought that could be a game changer, Jeff. The power of radio. <laughs> magic on the airwaves if you could just get that call in and the dj could dedicate that song to julie man you and julie could go out but it was always it the dirty different. songs too it was like a 12 year old call in a good and go, song you gotta pick a good song you gotta get the well, attention yeah. out there
1: yeah well it's like uh <laughs> it's like uh, let's talk to johnny on line one johnny well I wanna what want to tell Denise I've really really been enjoying dating her and uh you know getting to know her and think she might be the one and you play freak me <laughs> It's like what? Do you know what that song means? <laughs> That's that's every top 40 station in every market had one of those hours at like, it was the 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock hour, I think. Dedications, love. And then, it would, and then eventually it went to the soft rock station where, because they knew that the kids just were going to mess it up. Uh, oh, well. This week kids in the news yet again the annual tradition week after WrestleMania firing people after the biggest event in the company. Okay, week- and here's
0: the thing. <laughs> the company is having a hard time financially speaking. This <laughs> pandemic's been kicking their ass. They've been hanging on. Hanging on. Sacrifice has been made all over the place. Stock prices down. Um It's tough times, so I understand why this company is doing this, Jeff, and and I I hate it. It makes me sick to my stomach to see people on the internet, twerps on the internet, go after a small business, a family business like World Wrestling Entertainment. Chris,
1: would you like to set up a GoFundMe for WWE?
0: Yeah, I would like to set up a GoFundMe. I'd like to encourage some of you people who have been putting these disparaging comments out this week, Cody, uh, to maybe consider sending a few dollars to WWE to maybe balance out the scales here, karmically speaking.
1: Well, this year's uh, inductees into the Pink Slip Hall of Fame post-WrestleMania. Samoa Joe, Mickey James, Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay, a.k.a. the Iconics, Chelsea Green, Wesley Blake, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, Tucky, and
0: Mojo Raleigh. (laughs) The good part about Tucky was that they had just briefly, briefly reintroduced him onto camera. Uh, just Just to pull that out.
1: As Chris alluded to, the best part of this being reported, I believe, first by the Wrestling Observer, John Laurinaitis sent out to do the dirty work and old Funkhauser attributed the firings to
0: budget cuts.
1: <laughs> After, the company's After most putting year, out a
0: PR release around the most profitable year, not just as factual, they uh, were announcing it and they were like gloating about it and beating their chest at how much they have been kicking ass um, by hook or by crook throughout this pandemic. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, that, that pirate ship ain't paying for itself, brother.
0: Well, the pirate ship is apt, though.
1: Chris, by the way, with the tremendous beverage choice of Dr. Pepper and cream soda. Which if, is you delish- and if you want yes. to sponsor us,
0: if you want to sponsor us, it's, we are so available. Send product. send product.
1: Send product. You have to send the product. Uh,
0: we are very fight, available.
1: Fightful Select our friend Sean Ross Sapp and company over there also reporting regarding Billy Kay's release that uh, we're told Kevin Dunn specifically did not quote unquote get Billy Kay and had verbalized that he saw a ceiling for her in WWE. Guess what? There's a ceiling for everybody in WWE. Uh, Back to the story. We're not sure if that had actually contributed to the release, but I would probably guess yes, because Kevin Dunn has a lot of say there. None of these people are going to be hurting for work probably after July 14th, which is when the 90-day no-compete picks up. I will do some random reckless speculation as to where each ends up and maybe a few thoughts on this. Mickey James wanted to wrestle again. I can guess that the WWE did not want her to wrestle again because she was quote-unquote too old, which is their move. I'm guessing she ends up in NWA with Nick Aldis with her husband possibly, you know, doing a shot here and there in AEW as part of a crossover there, but she would be really good for them. She'd be really good for impact as impact as a burgeoning women's division. And they let the women work. And she's been there before too. I'm fine with that. Samoa Joe's going to have his pick of the places. He also wanted to wrestle. This was even more stunning because he's one of the few bright spots on commentary. I could just see Vince going, well, you know, he wants to wrestle or, Hey, we're, it's a new fresh desk deck let, let, season premiere out with the old and with the new. I can also see him not liking Samoa Joe, having more personality and trying to get it himself over. And, and, you know, and his other biases, let's put it that way, that Vince has towards people. Uh, but he's going to have his pick. And I think of all these people, he's the one that could end up in AEW. I would love for him to take Brian Cage's place in Team Taz. To have those two on the mic together, that would be a dream for me. But uh, yeah, Peyton Royce, I' pretty sure Sean Spears will go bat for every AEW. I don't know if she ends up there, but uh, if I were Peyton and Billy, as I said online, I would, uh, I would at least ask to do a little bit of training at the Nightmare Factory and get asked for the Tay Conti package. Billy Kay is immensely, immensely talented. Dude, but if Billy could she go was wrestling in the was wrong.
0: if she could go in the ring, she is the ceiling would really be how long she could go because if she could go in the ring with the character work that she can do, I really do see her as a champion. Ew. Like uh, it, it's yes, as a heel champion, a flaky sort of torpy heel champion. Okay. Yeah, uh, but yes, <sighs> um she is it's like what Britt Baker's doing right now. Um, if yeah. if Billy Kay could go, not obviously in AEW, but like she could be the heel champion on Impact. Why not heel champion on NWA? Why not?
1: If they would change her offense up to a more yeah, suitable no. style, to more legs, you know, more big boots like the Barbarian or something.
0: That's what needs you to know. be workshopped here. Is she? She? We need the ceiling in. Dunn is right in this sense with regards to her. The ceiling with her is that the in-ring work does not look very good. And the selling is sometimes fun. She is funny on a reliable basis, and she's a great promo. She's already a good manager-type person, but if she's going to be a quantity in the ring, she's got to get better in the ring. If she can get better in the ring, though... Uh, And and like, I mean, you know, get the passable C plus B minus levels Um, with the level of character work she can do. And the fact that she's a natural heel, I think she could actually get by.
1: I kept this under my hat. But for those of you screaming about see WWE breaking them up. That's
0: what's under the hat.
1: (laughs) Uh, Then my my bald head (laughs) WWE breaking them up. Oh, it ruined both of them. It was not WWE's idea to break them up. It was one of the members of the Iconics to break them up. And yes, I think that eventually sunk both of them. Although, Billy Kay, two pins at uh, at WrestleManias now. <laughs> so, hey, good for her. Uh, Chelsea Green will be back in Impact in no time as if nothing ever happened. And she will be the hot mess Laurel Van Ness and she will be as entertaining because they just didn't want to bring that character over, which was amazing to me. Uh... Wesley Blake's gonna be a tough one I don't know where he goes uh the former star pupil of Harley races school yeah (laughs) also probably the guy who needs the money the most because baby number three announced by his wife Sarah Lee uh on the former NXT uh what was the name of that or no tough enough winner Sarah Lee Kalisto got to wear some funny hats after breaking up with the Lucha house
0: party. Yeah, he he really became a tropey guy, and I was excited to see where that gimmick was going.
1: <laughs> Samurai Del soul will be somewhere. Don't I, I don't know where. Uh, Tucker's an interesting one to me because I think Tucker has a lot of upside, especially yes, if you yeah. watched that Elimination Chamber thing. I loved him, and I mean, I loved the whole Shoot Nation stable back in the day for nxt which was gable jordan sawyer fulton who was the first who was in that first incarnation of uh of uh sanity and then got fired to be replaced by alexander wolf slash uh uh, uh uh scottish guy um uh just lost on nxt this killian week. dane killian dane yeah sawyer fulton was the original member of sanity they got replaced on that one and then uh, G- Chad Chad Gable was in that too. I mean, no, Gable, Sawyer. Uh, oh, uh, this, <laughs> to quote Rob, the street prophet that is not Montez Ford was in it too. So, Angelo Dawkins?
0: He was yes, in Sandy? Dawkins.
1: He was in Shoot Nation. Shoot Nation. Uh, Shoot Nation, which were a bunch of people with amateur backgrounds okay. playing that kind of background. Yeah. Uh, you can repackage him easily. Haircut, beard, shave, different outfit and he never needs to be referred to as Tucker again. And he'll be fine. He was that under the radar. Uh, he the could be bear roster. Tucker.
0: He could join bear country. I'm so fine I with that too. No, I I, like yeah, him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't no, I actually like him. Um, I think that there's a lot of upside for this guy. Uh, I think that he was really misused. I think Vince looked at him and saw him because he was paired with Otis and he's big in, all ways like he is tall he is wide he he's is not big. cut yeah he's not cut but, but he but he's also like he's also not like it's not fat either he, no. He was, no 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 he, he he was big um but well, vince i just think vince, vince saw, never vince saw, saw, the saw the bigger... he doesn't see that size as a size that he desires
1: vince does not like the straight man vince likes the character guy so yes. Vince is always going to go towards the character guy and that was otis and, you know, it's under, but how Otis is getting pinned by 40 year old men. And it's <laughs> just, man, uh, I,
0: I could not believe that Ray man. was able to eke that one out. The odds were stacked against him in a serious way in that match, Jeff.
1: Uh, Bo Dallas on the chopping block uh, finally.
0: This is a shocker because Bo Dallas has been the long survivor. Uh, a sparkle of hope. He's this, this generation's JTG.
1: He's yeah. this generation's JTG.
0: He just oh. hung in there. He never got on TV again. They never let him go. but They never used him again. He's even more than JTG, though, because at one point, Bo, believe it or not, Bo, believe it or not, was actually the centerpiece of a show, NXT, and was yes. NXT champion.
1: Uh, I could see him on NWA as Wyndham Rotunda and going for the rotunda legacy on there as opposed and you know he could cut he could get biting promos about his how his brother is playing killer clowns and
0: <laughs> him being a serious babyface against all this would actually be pretty fun.: I think uh, so too.: Yeah, I, I actually would be there for that.
1: And then a guy I don't know, but man, I'm rooting for him is Mojo Raleigh. Now, Mojo Rawley's NXT gimmick was cringe. I will give anybody that we don't we stay hyped. All hype, 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 hype. Ultimate Warrior come down. Thirty second thing. That, act excited. That
0: entrance was so funny, though. He put so much energy into the goofiest no response entrance of all time.
1: He's a good dude. He's a smart dude. Graduate degrees from. Good universities, as I like to say, athletic dude, loyal guy. I think he's another guy like Tucker. I think you could just change his look, never refer to him as Mojo Raleigh, bring him in as a character of some kind and he'd be fine somewhere. I don't know where. I hope he gets a shot on the uh, somewhere in a major promotion. I hope he gets some training in a major promotion because that's a guy that's been sitting on the shelf. And when you're on the main roster, you don't get trained. You get you are you are there to in case you need to be on TV. And any training you need to do, you need to do on your own. And I, I you know, I'd, I'd like to see him get a good run somewhere. That that's that's my thing. Is I'm so mad about this John Laurinaitis excuse thing because look, you know, you and I have talked about. Corporate doublespeak and the whole, well, we're a family type thing. How much that drives us nuts. But at least just be honest with people and say, hey, we don't think the cost benefit analysis suits us for your contract versus what you're costing us. We can go as opposed to insulting them with the we can't pay because there are warehouses full of office supplies and probably very expensive office chairs. This is what I remember. This is what I remember about my law firm. One of them is like, they do these types of cuts and I'd walk back a sto- past a storage area where there are like $800 office chairs, like 30 of them. And I go, that's worth more to them than half the accounting department right now in terms of their cost benefit. Just be honest with people and say, we don't see it with you have a good career as opposed to the <laughs> I'm sure Laura Itus pulled out the pockets to show the white and went up oh, no change there
0: yeah I, I would have much less of a problem if all mm-hmm. of these releases were presented as look uh, it's just not working we don't have time for you we've mm-hmm. we've tried. Uh, we're never going to create time for you. This is probably not a big shocker. Is it a big shocker to Callisto, now Samurai Del Sol, that WWE has nothing more for them? How about Bo Dallas? Is it a big shocker even for Peyton Royce? Who well, Chris, that her-
1: Kalisto-Lucha House Party match feud that we were going to get.
0: Okay, so we had the trophy angle. We also had the, this. This is intriguing. Was Callisto going to catch that rascally R-Truth for the 24-7 title and get the title belt? And what, what would the future hold after that? Very much an open question. We may never know the answer to that tree uh, of story. But uh, yeah, no. Like, it was a big shocker even Tucker, was it a big shocker when they did the whole Tucker's trying to sabotage your life angle. And then after the Tucker tries to sabotage your life angle, that gets dropped and Tucker gets waysided for Dolph Ziggler. So by the end of the whole like Dolph Ziggler uh, Otis, the whole Otis storyline with Mandy Rose was about Dolph Ziggler and not even Tucker. So was Tucker really shocked when he didn't survive the WrestleMania cutting season, I think he would have been more shocked if he did. So you know, I, the thing that upsets me is the lying from the company. But in the actual X's and O's of plot work, no, all these characters are dead characters. They they were they had nothing for them.
1: You know. <laughs> Why didn't we get just get rid of slapjack too? While we're at, no, 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 we can put we can put Joseph Connor in the hockey mask, and he'd be a better slapjack than slapjack.
0: I have to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta leave the meeting. I'm like I'm leaving. We wish I'll, Chris I'll Nova,
1: we wish Chris brino the best in his future endeavors. <laughs> he actually left. <laughs> Oh, come on back, Chris, because I'm taping. I don't want to have to edit.
0: There he is. I am back only because <laughs> of my dogged commitment to my bookie, a fantastic sponsor, and also our other fantastic sponsor, Manscaped. Jeff Hawkins, you are dead to me, and I am doing the show <laughs> with a person who is dead to me, who has terrible ideas, and, and uh, should be checked.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll have a little bit more uh, slapjack adjacent talk in a second after we get through it the better news. Be a better, Mar- better. It
0: better be a better talk, a better discourse than that, pal.
1: Well, it's gonna be well, it's gonna be the other members of Retribution. <laughs> Maro Ronaldo set to cu- <laughs> set to call the Rich Swan Kenny Omega match at Impact Rebellion. I'm here for that. You a fan of Morrow?
0: I like Morrow and all. Um, uh, Impact, uh, I was told, was supposed to be benefiting wildly from the Kenny Omega title (laughs) run over on AEW. (laughs) And uh, I'm excited to see uh, Morrow bring... I have nothing. I have nothing. You know, it's fine.
1: The weekday wars are over. AEW 1.2 million second in the demo with a 0.44 losing only to a special edition of the challenge NXT up in viewers and in the demo 805,000 18 to 49 with a 0.22 number eight on the night. They're finally ranking good move for both companies. No, it's all little, it's
0: working out for everyone.
1: I'm interested in this 1.2 and if it holds yes. I am ve- I don't know if it was looky lose being able to be freed up for the first time. The Mike Tyson ad blast from TNT was a little bit heavier for this week. I don't know if he's a draw anymore. That might be it. Uh, as the flagship was talking about this week as well, Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin's or the Stone Cold Sessions, that uh, that interview with Jericho that played on WrestleMania weekend, it's basically a free advertisement for AEW to draw eyeballs. Chris, are you liking any of those excuses or is it just they were unopposed this week? I
0: think it's the unopposed thing. Um, I think maybe it's the Mike Tyson thing. I don't think it's the Stone Cold podcast because I think, I, you know, I, I think the Stone Cold podcast is really for the insider, nichey, Dorcas, dorkist, community who's already aware of both of those things. Um, I don't even think that there are the WWE lifers, WWE lifers, like love WWE. They're aware of what AEW is like. They're, they're not, you mm-hmm. know, they, they're not so. That's where in- Cody went. <laughs> to Over to AEW. Oh, Cody Rhodes.
1: Cody Rhodes, not your Cody.
0: No, no. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I was going to say like, why would they, why would they be commenting on that? They, they Yeah. That's they, where they, Cody
1: they, Rhodes went. That, yeah. That's pretty much what what they call right. AEW. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and like yeah, you know, occasionally other you know maybe that's where Neville went. Yeah, but but yes, right. That that's <laughs> Neville. there's maybe, a name I haven't heard in
1: years. <laughs> maybe
0: like the retro, or, you know the the revival. You know, like like you know, yeah. the, it, there are a handful of people who went over to AEW um, who who they might remember. Um So yeah, like I I, I could see that see that maybe registering, but I, I don't see that like moving hundreds of thousands of people from one network to another network. I think it's much more easily explained by the bifurcation of Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Um, and, and then I think the other thing to your point is we got to see if it holds over a million because this is what only the third or fourth time in AEW's existence uh, that Dynamite has broken the million threshold.
1: Yeah, I believe so. We'll see. And I think think a lot of the internet chatter and and just chatter on, you know, what's Vince going to do to respond to this? I believe in the Jericho statement that Vince does not worry about AEW. I think even if AEW is able to get to 2 million, and I don't think they'll be able to do that by the time Blood and Guts comes around, which is five weeks from now, which is going to be a War Games match on TV. Wait, wait,
0: people think they're going to get to 2 million?
1: Well, they're saying, they're thinking that maybe, you know, this is the start of a build towards that. Let, 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 let's just assume that. The things Vince is going to do is, are going to be behind the scenes. And then even if AEW, let's say AEW only gets to 1.5 million fans, which is a hefty, hefty task right now. Yeah. On the average.
0: That'd, that'd be a big lift.
1: Vince will just look at it and say, okay, now do it on Mondays. I, I, I really don't think I think I think he's going to do the usual, he's going to screw with competition behind the scenes like arenas and unions and stuff like that. But I don't think he's going to do anything publicly, really. I mean, NXT was what it was, but from here on out, they're going to be able to grow as much as they can. And okay, let's see what they can do.
0: Yeah, Vince is depressing the labor market in a serious way by buying out people and parking people and not using people when he doesn't want to use people. He can also drive up the price on various people. Uh, He also has, in my opinion, uh, been willing to part with older talents because he thinks AEW will overpay for some of those those older talents, and that has, uh, you know, I would suggest maybe put certain payrolls in some uh, dire straits, or uh, it it was some maybe not dire straits, but pressures um, and limitations are experienced when you start doling out big veteran contracts uh yeah i don't think that vince has anything to seriously worry about with aew at this point point. and if he did i think we'd see his tone change i think you know he, we would see something more aggressive uh i think it would be really interesting because i'm not convinced after this last year that Vince has another magic card in his deck, that he has some other way to write this show that is better. I do not believe uh, that the pressures of capitalism will create diamonds in this case because I do not believe that Vince has any coal to squeeze. <laughs> I, I think I think this show Chris is what could possibly
1: is. go wrong with the show? He ran the old number three. The old number three, which is beating the tag team champs with a single wrestler. Come on.
0: Everyone loves that. It's a hot angle. That's a, a old number a, three play. Yeah, yeah, Get it, that yeah. out
1: there. That'll make a star kid. Oh, well, that's the end of the news. So we'll just, uh, we'll transfer into a, into a read for our sponsor. My bookie guys, it's April. It's, uh, my buddy, Doug Stanhope used to say ex buddy, uh, you know, betting or sports is boring unless you're putting money on it. Because then you actually have an investment in it. And it doesn't matter whether you're playing all the games or just one, whether you're betting a huge game or simply looking for player and game props, MyBookie has he covered. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code ROPES, R O P E S, to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. You make sure you use our promo code so they know we hooked you up. That's promo code ROPES to claim your first deposit bonus. You know, NBA, NHL, college lacrosse, if you want, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, my bookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. They even have WWE props for those of you who are degenerates. And with choice from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Call you degenerates because you should not bet on scripted entertainment ever. Although if you want to bet on things like celebrities dying or the Oscars, my bookie has those bets too. Please feel free to bet on this year's My Best Picture winner because I have no clue who's going to win this dumb thing. It's probably going to be Nomad Land, though. I think they're the favorites. But bet anything, anytime, anywhere with My Bookie. Once again, that code is ROPES, R O P E S. Get up to $1,000 with a deposit match. Now, the season premiere of Raw, a season premiere of SmackDown, a new and invigorating time. Or do we want to start with... Do we want to start with our little... Because we didn't talk about it last week, AEW. Do we want to talk a little AEW first? Yeah. No, we
0: can talk a little AEW, sure. Okay. Where do you want to go? You
1: wanted to rant about the Young Bucks, as I recall.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'll I'll talk about the Young Bucks. So... The Young Bucks, I mean, we'll go into them more, too, on the main show here. I, I They have just total go-away heat for me at this point. It was funny watching that promo this week on AEW Dynamite, because they, they referenced the phrase go-away heat. You mean being the elite? It was, it, was, it was being the elite, yeah. It was like, being oh, the elite, say, yeah. Oh, they say you got go-away heat. Um, They do... Because they, they oscillate back and forth. Now, this match, this week, was the freshest match that they've had in a while. It was not a five-star match, uh, as some might say. <laughs> but it was certainly... You say there a- was such disdain, too. That's- <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... It, okay, so, like, here's the thing. Um, it... Wrestling has a pretty spotty documentary history, as it were. It's gotten better over the years here, but, like, for a long time. Uh, people have used that star rating system as a sort of metric of how good or bad matches were historically. And I think it's unfortunate that there will be this period of time where, like, randomly Monday night opener matches are getting five star ratings because of deep emotional attachments to, like, these people on a personal level. I think that's a shame. Um, That's my thoughts on that. But I thought the match was quite good. Um, and I think that in a vacuum, the Bucks as the heels, they were in this match were quite good. The issue, however, is that they have been oscillating freely between baby face and heel. And last week they were conflicted and they didn't know how to feel. <laughs> and they were out there and originally they were out there to kick some sense into Kenny Omega. Cause he had finally crossed the line, but now like, Don Callis, I guess, has somehow gotten to their heads, and you just have to go with that because, like, the actual premise for what they've done to get in their heads doesn't really make a lot of sense if you really kind of, like, ruminate on it. Like, there were... All he was slap him! Like, he didn't really do anything, and, like, the Nick and Matt dynamic didn't make any sense in this match. A lot of this heelness is utterly unearned, and then it was also utterly rushed. So, in a way... While I prefer these characters, I'm still at a I don't care level with them because I know at some point they're going to be like, we've had enough, Kenny. This has gone too far. And it won't make a lot of sense either. It only makes sense in this tropish sort of way that you expect these beats in the story. But normally in the story, these beats are earned. And in this story, these beats have not been earned.
1: It's Their second heel turn in a year, maybe even in six months
0: if it's yeah, I, I yeah I think it's their second i they've gone baby face heel baby face heel so they've they've yeah. like yeah they have flipped four because different they went ways. baby
1: they went baby for the f t r match right as I recall because they were they were originally heels when they turned on Paige or they stopped Paige from winning or whatever um I, here's my my problem is and as well it's <laughs> Are are we now going to have are we now going to get heat on the bucks by having them throw out the good brothers because they're not really the elite they were just omega's other flunkies too because as I recall they didn't touch Kenny but they were more than happy to go after Gallows and Anderson when they were baby faces so
0: that's, i you know I, I, a lot I, of this stuff just doesn't make sense you have to you have to really ignore major yes. plot holes and really wants this story to work, like, like and, and and I get it. L- look, uh, people want if,
1: the elite back. People really want the elite back. I get and that And if you too.
0: have, if you have like the Bucks, uh, search fatigue uh, setting in, like you know, whither the Bucks go. Um, well, then I get that. The problem is, with this build, I think, I think, maybe, uh, again, this assumes that they're going to go with a logical build here, at some point, the the Bucks have a crisis of conscience and then betray Kenny Omega, uh, not betray Kenny Omega, but realize that they're serving an evil master and, like, super kick Don Callis. Um, but I bet you when they do that, Kenny Omega turns face again because we're not even going to pay off this healness.
1: I agree. I, this I'm stinks. Uh, well, actually. I think Page is eventually going to turn on the Dark Order and join them too, <laughs> which will just kill all of all of Adam Page's credibility as well. I mean that's.
0: <laughs> this stinks. I I, ho- I hope that that last part's not true. I could see that. I could see that impulse taking over though.
1: I like factions in professional wrestling. I do that part. I, li- I, I like them. My issue is having all the factions attacking every match only for dive spots and things like that. Oh my it's God, like- the, end,
0: the end of this match this week here... Just had way too much stuff going on, right? Like, you had the little scene with Lance Archer and Sting, and why is Lance Archer making an example of Isaiah Cassidy? Wait, why is Isaiah Cassidy down there? He's down there because Matt Hardy's CFO and the Matt Hardy brand, they got business down there. Like, there's just.
1: Jade Cargill's for real. I mean, if if she can get a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more, a little bit more offensive moves in that uh, that repertoire of hers. She's good. I thought Red Velvet looked very good in this match as well. I I, I liked this match a lot. I, I'm uh I, I'm
0: <laughs> I, I think it was but a like, long time to go back to Red Velvet. I do and Jade Cargill, yeah. like that. The I no I I otherwise I agree with you. I think they both are very talented. My concern is, okay, Jade's gonna be fine. Um how are we going to build up Red Velvet here and take care of Red Velvet coming out of this feud, especially now that we've had her lose to Jade Cargill? And I had no problem Twice. with the length of that match. This, However, I had a problem with the length of that match Um in the context of Red Velvet. The context of Jade Cargo, yeah, no, she shouldn't have super long matches. However, for Red Velvet, she needs to have a long match, especially in a loss. She needs to have a long match where she gets a lot of offense in. She looks really good. The crowd gets really behind her. Like, it just needs to be... A lot of stuff there, and so that's the one mistake that I think that they made in an otherwise really great pairing. And yeah, I agree with you, dude. They they got they had something great there with Jade Cargill. Um, if WWE passed up Jade Cargill, uh, I think they will end up regretting that because this uh this young lady is a talent.
1: My issue is that you didn't need this one on one match. No, you could have set for you could have separated them because Jade Cargill got the got the pin on on Red Velvet. And now you basically have to tell the same story anyways in the red velvet redemption in terms of her building up wins and stuff. When you could have just separated the two and had them go on their merry way. And then when red velvet had finally gotten to a point where you can put her up against Jade cargo again, then you have the backstory. Oh, you remember the tag match. This is what happened there. And yeah, uh, where would you put Jade Cargill in one of these uh, one of these factions? Because
0: I think there needs I to be a little bit more. I think she should be in Pinnacle.
1: I agree. That's where yeah. I would put her. I'd put I her put in her in
0: Pinnacle. I, MJF and Jade Cargill. I I could see that being a very money little mm-hmm. duo. Yeah, I. I Look, if see Tessa those.
1: Blanchard can't can't redeem her character or her PR enough to get in there. Cause she's the natural match to be in there. To be honest with you, Jade Cargill will do just fine because <laughs> I think she has more personality than half a pinnacle.
0: I, uh, I, yeah, I think that that's right. I, I think you're being, being a, a, a bit rough on, on our boy. uh, Sean Spears. Okay, Wardrobe? I was I was gonna say Dash. I, I do Dash. The, Dash has
1: Dash has interesting charisma
0: to me. Yeah, I like it's, Dash. It's, 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 no, it's it's Cash and Dax. Cash like,
1: Wheeler. Uh, Cash I, Wheeler. Tell, and I'll tell you
0: these names. I I, I think they are there. Like okay, names, here's how you remember they, it. the names they have are very unmemorable. I will put it that way.
1: Well, the thing is, you're supposed to be able to remember them because they base it on Axe and Smash Demolition.
0: Uh, okay, Dax So you have Cash. Dax
1: and Cash.
0: I got, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. Yes. Here comes the DAX. Here comes the cash.
1: Yes. <laughs> the pinnacle. Walking the, disaster. Yeah.
0: Here comes the pinnacle. Okay. Uh, on that note, since we're on that topic, uh, one second. Hazy, stop bullying. We have cats. Muck. Cat bullying, bullying the young cat here. Good
1: wholesome cat content for the it, it, cat women of America. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 15 uh, year old <laughs> cap bullying. Um, so so Jericho has to drop the pineapple thing. This faction is yes. not even established at this point. We if if the crowd decided that they were gonna do the time warp again and go back to nineteen ninety and come up with really stupid cheesy nicknames like the pineapple, like when they, you know, call in Heenan the Weasel and that sort of thing. Um yeah. Okay, fine, it's, go with the pineapple. You know what it is
1: like, It's it's that it's that attitude era Y2J rock style of demeaning people where you give them like goofy nicknames and they're supposed to get mad at them as opposed to supposed to say Dusty and, and flair and how they built their feud with yes. contempt.
0: Rock and Y2J would dead end people a lot. Looking back, they would creatively dead end people where there is absolutely no way for you to kind of get back to 50-50 because they give you this nickname or they do this little move and and it's hard to get it back. And, And that's exactly what's happening with Jericho when he's calling them Pineapple. Pineapple's not even funny. It's just enough to take off the sheen of Pinnacle. And make it feel like not prestigious, and you know, on some level, yeah, okay, it's a heel faction. We're not, we're not rooting for them. But on another level, like the whole, the whole thing is, this is a vehicle to promote MJF, and we do want this vehicle to be a successful vehicle with longevity and legs. And so, ragging on it when they haven't put any skins on the wall at this point, I don't think is productive in the slightest.
1: Well, what it does is it makes the blood and guts match that you're building to not serious. If you're just mocking the name and, oh, they're, you know, look at that. Look at how wacky and stupid this, this heel group is. No, you should be, you should still be mad about getting the crap beat out of you a few weeks ago instead of going, yeah, give them credit. The pineapple beat us up last week, but here we are now. Blah, 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 blah. No, uh, they
0: did you not be- try to get over the four donkeys for the four horsemen. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, like, like because yes, this is on some chance fl- searching. That's what this is. This is chance that, searching. That, I'm throwing there, a word a out there.
1: The, yeah. Let's see if you chant pineapple for the pinnacle. Uh, you know, but it's when you're dumb. trying to
0: get over a prestigious faction like that, yes. there are certain there's certain punches you don't want to land. Um, mm-hmm. it's not that you can't; it's that you shouldn't.
1: Correct. Correct. You don't want to clown your group that you're you're building up a series. What you want to do. Is you want to needle the members of the group? You want to you want to needle like uh, you know like with victories or whatever. Like they like if you think to the classic horseman feuds, like you'd always have, you know, oh, Arne Anderson, you're the youngest of the group. We're gonna just separate you. Then we're coming after you. Better look over your shoulder. Better you know Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard's too much of. But he's too busy worrying about the clothes he's going to wear or whatever. You know, that kind of stuff, as opposed to, look how dumb these guys are. You got to give them the credibility and and the way to, you got to insult them in a way where they're still credible, as opposed to a way where they just look stupid for taking the insults. Like they did those with Booker T in the beginning, during that invasion angle of uh, the WCW invasion angle when he was teamed with Shane and Steph and the rock and Y2J would come out and say, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the five-time sucker, and the silver spoon, mother, you know, that, those kinds of things. And he's like, stop it, stop it. You're making fun of us. You know, it makes them look weak when they don't respond to those kinds of childish insults.
0: Yes. And I think you hit on another thing that's important here. I think it's one thing to go after an insult various members of the faction individually. However, that's where Jericho should mostly be sticking to, Like, make fun of Spears. Make fun of Tully. Yeah, yeah that's fair game. Make fun of MJF. That's fair game. But make like fun of
1: Tully's place in or not Tully's place, but Sean Spears's place in Pinnacle.
0: Yeah, in the bit. group. Uh, kind of like, have that like, How, did, how did you get into Pinnacle? Like, like, here's a better way of doing it. How did you get into Pinnacle? This is supposed to be some sort of elite group, and they're letting Sean Spears in. Yes, and yeah. then you
1: can build Spears up as a killer. After that, and go okay. Yes, he is elite.
0: And the implication is that Pinnacle is supposed to be an elite group. Um, so you're still even even the ribbing is in service of the premise that you're trying to build. Um, so like. That's it's a small thing, but it's it's kind of a big thing. Um, I will say generally speaking, though, that like Jericho is looking like he's in better shape than he was a few months ago. Uh, you know, oh, really? Like, I, I guess. Okay. But look, I'm, fi- I'm fine with
1: you thinking that I, j- I thought he looked <laughs> again. I don't mind people having an offensive s- skill set for their age. We got to kill that lion salt, man. <laughs>
0: The line's all still crap. I, I think he's. That should to be proof- a
1: that should be a big match move now. The once every five month thing that he breaks out and he can still do it, and we also. Oh my god, he can still do that as opposed to every time he has a match, he can still pull that out.
0: Okay, so I guess part of it for me is I still remember the low point, uh, the Nader that we were at uh, several months ago, where he almost like broke his darn neck. Yes. Uh yes. Yeah, doing the line salt, uh just you know, crumbling himself. Um and uh I remember I remember the sir the uh rotational issues that were happening there when he was going to do that particular line salt. And it seems that he's gotten some of those to st- to a certain extent under control. The Judas effect back elbow does nothing for me still. Um and I kinda like I think Jericho is better in this babyface role because, like, his selling is still good. I think his offense in this late run has become a real mess. Like, he doesn't do anything offensively particularly well. He
1: still hasn't adjusted to a babyface moveset. Yeah. Where he can get the crowd and, come on, baby, and all that, you know, all this, because people want to root for him. I think on the mic, he's... You know, people at this age, people want to root for him. He's no longer the old over-the-hill heel guy who took the championship away from Paige and Omega when everybody wanted Paige and Omega to be the champs. He's now, he's the Terry Funk in this company now, in a way, from ECW. Uh, You
0: you don't think uh, Matt Hardy is occupying that role?
1: Matt Hardy's a little low on the totem pole to be the Terry Funk. Year. He's, he's, he's going after the secondary title, whereas Terry Funk was going after the world title all the time. I understand the reasoning. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. You're more correct than I am in terms of a...
0: Like Matt uh, style, that's essentially what Matt Hardy is doing at yeah. this point. Style the style,
1: it, Matt Hardy is more of the Terry Funk. But in yeah. terms of position in the company, Chris Jericho is more of the Terry Funk. How about that?
0: Yeah, okay, and it's like NWA Terry Funk versus, like, WWF ECW Terry Funk. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, which Matt Matt Hardy is much closer to, like, WWF Terry Funk. Really? Like, I the, chainsaw, more... the
1: Chainsaw Charlie stuff. You think he's more Chainsaw Charlie? Okay, yeah, no, okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Although
0: those Chainsaw Charlie matches were better than a lot of the work that uh, I've seen lately.
1: Uh any other AEW notes that you have?
0: Uh from from the prior show and not this week's show? I mean in general. In general. Um let me take a look. You quick can do look. either. If you yeah. want if
1: because I know we did skip over it last week.
0: there oh, yeah, was nothing two
1: weeks ago that I can think of.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I don't I don't need to do I don't need to do it all. I just uh I'm just trying to see if uh, maybe Well, while I you look.
1: are seeing that. I will do our other read for this week. Do Support it for Shake Them Ropes is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below waist grooming earmuffs, guys, for the kids. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the code Ropes at Manscaped.com. Manscaped has hooked, hooked, I say. Not, not just Taz's son hook, but hooked us up with product. And uh, we have a bunch of things from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. I have here the Manscaped Clipper with the, with the Light it's a bright light. My background sometimes fades out, but look how bright that thing is, man. Comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof so you can do it in the shower. Makes your shower shave clean and easy. I have here your crop preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant with active pH control. Brothers, duck butter is a terrible thing. And that region will smell if it gets sweaty or you've been sitting around at work, things like that. And especially, you know, look, I ain't, uh, I ain't in the vicinity of a young person of either sex that I am dating currently. So I don't need to use this as much, but I still use this because I, I don't like the smell down there. I don't, you know, I sit there and then all of a sudden this, this, this funk comes up and you're like, what is that? And then, oh, that's me. No, thank you. Also the crop reviver, refreshing ball toner, which helps, uh, uh,
0: that's kind of Tone. Nice. no. <laughs> oh, are you using it right now?
1: No. I'm not using it right now, but that's what it kind of feels like when you do that, it kind of gives that little okay. oh, tingle right there. It kind of uh, what it does is it it, it kind of uh, it's like aftershave for uh, your nether regions. Uh, how how shall we put that way? You know, it, it toughens them up a bit, you know, after the shave, it might be a little bit uh, uh it, there's no you know, it, 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 let's put it this way. It's, it's like aftershave for, for down there. Let's just leave it at that before I say anything terrible like that. But, uh, you know, the you have boxer briefs that keep your junk feeling fresh all day and a travel shed bag, to store all your grooming goodies. Let's again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code Ropes at Manscaped.com. It's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code Ropes. Unlock your confidence and, as always, use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. That job. Shaving your nether regions because gotta keep gotta keep the jungle clear there. <laughs> Don't wanna use a machete down there, Chris.
0: Yeah, no, I like to sing Crean's Clearwater Revival <laughs> while I'm shaving. I like to be like, God repro <laughs> in the jungle. So keep that mental image <laughs> oh, the in your what? head. What else are you singing during <laughs> no, this time? This that's, well, it was a little bit of rumble in the jungle, a little bit of green river in there. I think sprinkled in cadentially. Yeah. Uh, brush you, your teeth
1: things. by humming Lodi to yourself, and yeah, yeah. by the time you're done, yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's how I brush my teeth. But
1: well, we do thank uh, we do thank Manscaped uh, for for sp- coming back to sponsor us, and we do appreciate them. Uh, Sending stuff so that we can plug them, because we do use it. Uh, don't do don't no, the it, jokes it's fool great. you. We love it,
0: it. It. It's great. Um, uh, And for guitar players, just like a fun additional note. I don't have it set up. You can use your Manscaped Razor, um, and your electromagnets on your guitar will actually pick up the buzzing and stuff. Play with it with your effect <laughs> pedals. You can make all sorts of interesting noises. I'll do it some week while Hawkins is doing his ad read. <laughs>
1: God, I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Although they might, hey,
0: uh, that's how you—they they might, they might. You say it, laser they sniper, might. baby, laser sniper. This is
1: why. This is why. This is the free read, kids. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. So we got a got an interesting amalgam of shows this week from the uh, from the Federation, as we call it, aka WWE. What is usually the biggest shows of the week after Mania? the big time to debut, the new look, the new stories. Yeah. Uh that really happening. Did get some old friends back. What did you think of the Charlotte promo?
0: Um what did I think of the Charlotte promo?
1: Um Do you remember I, the Charlotte promo?
0: It, yeah, so like I now now I'm like reading the recap here. Yes. It was better than other Charlotte promos she has done as of late. But was it a game change? No. No. I, you know, same old Charlotte. Same old Charlotte.
1: I agree with you 100%. I, the, the, the meat of the promo was there, but it was, It was delivered and it was written in such a style that was WWE speak. So any true anger coming out of it was kind of lost. I think she was kind of uncomfortable in the outfit that they chose for her. The skin tight romper with heels. Probably let her be functional, guys. Let her come out and be functional a bit. I thought, you know, I thought it was a little bit uncomfortable. And the other thing, the other thing that was driving me nuts. and, And let me ask if you remember this is it was a two camera setup and they almost seemed to be missing when she'd be going back and forth. So she'd be looking for the red light on the camera and it was was obnoxious to a point where it's just like, I can't concentrate on what you're saying here because they won't stop screwing around with the camera for movement because they scripted it so she'd go one camera and then to the next camera and then to the one camera and to the next camera and and they were missing her. Every damn time, Chris.
0: You're giving me like a mild panic attack because the camera stuff is really becoming a problem for me. I, like it, it's it's not just the Charlotte promo; it's the way they miss shot after shot after shot. It's it is the inordinate amount of like cut one, cut two, cut three, cut four, cut like it's the shaky rumble cam. Whenever we're doing kicks, it's like whenever a fat person comes down to the ring, that we have to do the rumble. F- we have to do the rumble. F- like, uh, like WWE, part of the reason why this brand feels so stale right now is because the camera work for this show it is bad. And part of what makes the camera work for this show so bad is done it's kevin Dunn, really it's the director um having a real belief that more cuts equals better more cuts equals more drama when the reality is is charlotte could come out and deliver a promo to hard camera where they have a wide shot of it and then a zoomed in framing of it and if charlotte was just cutting it into that framed promo she'd be fine it would be getting over perfectly fine um, the, the cinematography on the show is a mess and I, I wish there was a way for that to get fixed but I just simply don't foresee it
2: in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we hype ourselves up thinking maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now Off again, that's arena club.com slash vow net, arena club.com slash vow net for ten percent off your first purchase on Arena Club, and we thank them for sponsoring the Voice of the Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voice of the Wrestling Podcast.
1: I would love a world where I could see Charlotte actually cut loose and get angry and not in the high school theater way and see what that would do for her because she was doing, she was doing a promo with some heft to it. There was some actual anger behind this. It sounded like some genuine frustration with her not being able to do WrestleMania, but it was still said in the, uh, for lack of a better term the charlotte promo voice which is over enunciating certain things and almost yelling the promo as opposed to actually saying the promo
0: yes but when charlotte yells it is like a spiritless yell it's a yes. raising it's a raising of the voice it, yeah it's <laughs> a i told my father to go home yeah it's not it's <laughs> not uh it's not angry. It's not visceral. there's never it's, any
1: inflection in there either. It's always at that. It's always at that like highest volume you can turn up the uh, raised voice to
0: highest volume, but not necessarily emotionally matching that highest yes. volume thing. And yes. also like really missing the key part of emotional delivery, being that like it's a high and low thing, right? Like sometimes you could be really angry. And when you're really angry, it's actually oscillating kind of between quiet and sort of reined in and that stuff starts to bubble out like it's it's the bubbling out and like the raising up and the loss And possibly of-
1: fighting tears and other emotions in that. When you're really angry like that, you yeah. know, you don't stay, you know, on and, and I didn't feel the rage. I didn't no. feel the rage. It was it was no. office politics angry, like that woman got the Vice President spot I was supposed to get.
0: I I'm sick of being passed up every single year mm-hmm. at the performance review. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Bill doesn't know what he is talking about. Bill doesn't <laughs> know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay. It, it, yeah. Yeah, it just it lacks. It lacks. Yeah, it
1: lacks a bit. I you know, I appreciate the effort, but uh yeah, um, Mason T. Bar appear to be the replacements for Cedric and Shelton Benjamin, who kind of that that was the that was the player to be named later later interest. That was the Jabroni turned
0: into Dollar General. Uh, they yeah. they are not they this faction. How did is- they not get cut? <laughs> Yeah, right. No, if you're Cedric Alexander, you got to be just like thanking your lucky stars. You got screwed out of a WrestleMania payday, um, along with Shelton Benjamin here. But at least you didn't get cut.
1: This move to me feels like they're going to eventually take the masks off of Mason T-Bar, make them a... Look, Dijak's fantastic. Dio, we'll see what he's been doing in his training at the big man class. But... uh,
0: MVP is going to try to – I I mean, look, getting under yep. the agus of MVP usually portends well for talents. Um, I mean, it was working out well for Cedric Alexander on balance. It really was. Cedric Cedric was hanging out in the 24-7 squad uh, prior mm-hmm. to being in the Hurt Business, and though this Hurt Business thing is kind of ending unceremoniously – let us not forget that Lisey has not spent the last six months chasing around our truth So, like, I think that the pairing of DiJack and Dio Madden with MVP could be good unless Vince never stops seeing these guys as the Retribution guys, the, the, the Antifa dudes.
1: No, I... Just from how Vince has booked in the past, this feels like how they're going to make Bobby Lashley a babyface when MVP takes his two giants and eventually
0: has them. Bobby.
1: Bobby, so that to protect MVP from Bobby, because you know how they've kind of been hinting a bit at at Bobby getting angry at MVP for having Cedric and, uh, and Shelton fail. This is his insurance policy, so to speak, and it's how they... Because, of course, you know, all, <laughs> look, all true stars in WWE need to be lone wolves and need to break off from the pack and eventually need to be baby faces. So that's how they're going to do it with him, I think. Although, how shocked are you that they're going to revisit uh, Drew in the next pay-per-view? For the- I,
0: like, man, uh, I'm I'm glad that w- we're doing this again. That's all I can say. Uh <laughs> Yeah, more more follow up on the big
1: almost win. That was kind of shocking, too. The big season premiere, no almost in AJ.
0: Yeah, right. Like, and and, I mean, this really should have been the big victory lap for old AJ Styles. Another big Mm -hmm. WrestleMania moment. And I mean, really, for the creative team of getting Omos over, and you know, he had a perfectly fine and serviceable outing
1: meanwhile over on Smackdown a slight change in the uh maybe in the main event I don't know There's old Seth Rollins interjected himself at the end but uh boy they really wanted to get over that UFO didn't they
0: they want to get over the UFO um I think the news in the headlines this week uh actually kind of works okay uh with it with the whole thing with the Navy releasing the footage and uh it- <laughs> Where did that- I'm from that got mentioned a commentary by our boy oh, McAfee, it? I, I yeah, McAfee brought it that. up. Yeah. 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 Okay. You, yeah. You, yeah. You know, it wasn't just coming out. It's not just my own personal interest. Hawkins. Thought they came me- out of
1: your bunker or something.
0: Uh, <laughs> it, it, I, do I follow these things in my bunker? Yes, I do. Yes, I do Hawkins, <laughs> but it was also mentioned on commentary. Okay. I like, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so no, no, I, I think that like they did a nice job getting that over too. Um, I do think you? it's. Inter- I guess I mean I think it's cheesy. I don't think okay. I don't think I th- he needs he- it. I don't think he needs it at this point.
1: Here was my issue with it, and uh, you know I don't mind the idea of replaying it over and over and over again. But what it needed to do was it needed to be an on-show bit as opposed to a to the audience bit. Like you show the first UFO, whatever, and Seth's walking down the hall or something, and uh, Kayla comes up and goes, "Hey, Seth, you know, we just saw a video of that UFO. How do you feel?" Hey, look, I'm busy right now. Whatever, I want to, you know. Hey, it's the day after WrestleMania, new start. I need to rebuild. Whatever. Then they show it again, and they go go to him in catering or something. It's like, Seth, we just saw the UFO again. You know, how do you feel? And he's starting to get more and more annoyed as we go in the show, and then finally. He just says, "I can't take this anymore," and then he goes to attack Cesaro, as opposed to showing it to us over and over again to kind of shove it down our throats. Because I saw a lot of, you know, and of course this is the internet crowd, so who knows how regular people feel about this? But there was a lot of bad, look. We've seen this enough. Can you stop this? It was almost healing that aspect, albeit a small part of their audience. Um. I also didn't like that they called Cesaro a first-time WrestleMania winner. I thought that was cheapening it a bit. Oh, look, look how long this guy's been a loser, and he finally won.
0: I also think that this Seth Rollins interjection here at the end of SmackDown pretends it based on the booking of Backlash. Uh, also, re- WrestleMania dot, 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 Backlash. Um, backlash, and, yes. And the, and the fact that we're writing this is literally like re- WrestleMania reheat. Um, they should have just said
1: WrestleMania again. Again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No,
0: so I, based on this logic, Jeff, who is Cesaro facing at dot, 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 Backlash?
1: Oh I am guessing he is going to have a match with Jey Uso or something, and the winner get and if he wins, he gets a shot at Roman Reigns, and then Seth again screws him, so we have to have that match. Right. No, I don't think he's done with Seth Rollins.
0: I think Seth Rollins, he's either having a match at Backlash with Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins ultimately, or he And, like, he has to beat Seth Rollins in order to finally go up against uh, Roman Reigns in SummerSlam, which would be, like, the right time to do this. Yes, but, or, I agree. or Or he's having a match against Jey Uso, and, like, Rollins is linking up with Roman Reigns and uh, embrace the vision and, you know, worship your tribal chief or kind of coming back together at some point here.
1: I don't see that. I don't think they're going to add Seth Rollins to Roman's crew, although that would be kind of awesome. I think they're going to run it. This is this is the heat oh. that we always hear about. We have to have heat. Seth so Rollins gonna, and
0: Jey Uso would be a really fun tag team, though.
1: We're going to deny the Cesaro match because everybody's going to clamor for it. And by doing that, we're going to build up anticipation for when Cesaro and Roman finally meet. The problem is it's going to be a 50-50 type thing up until then, probably. Cesaro will beat Rollins again at WrestleMania dot, dot, dot backlash. And then, and then we'll finally get to the program and probably by then Vince will be uninterested in and go, Hey, he's not a big enough star. who be yeah, Put in there. Yeah.
0: No, no. It's what should be happening with Cesaro at this point coming off of WrestleMania is he should be on a Goldberg like streak. He should be on mm-hmm. like a 50 win streak or something like that. Cruising into SummerSlam. Like this guy has not lost in fifty matches, um, something like that, and really get that over. Um, at, you know, have some guys called up from NXT, have them like you know lights out people with the uppercut. You know, like kind of like what they did on uh, or on Dynamite this week with the the one guy Agogo or whatever uh, with the liver punch. Anthony Agogo, um, I, lo- yeah.
1: I he's an Olympic level boxer. Of course, his finisher should be a punch.
0: Of yeah, some no, kind. no, no, and and you should get over some of that stuff. Um, this is what should be if you're repackaging Cesaro. These are the things you need to be doing. You need to be getting mm-hmm. over the idea that Cesaro's uppercut is devastating enough that it lights out lower level competitors. That an NXT guy who's still here on training, like, um, uh, mm-hmm. bring up a uh, August Rush or whatever his name was, uh, August Gray. Have him come up from two five, yeah. Yeah, and be be the job guy uh, for Cesaro, um, and, and just have like Cesaro toss him up for the for the uppercut, and August Gray just melts down after getting one of those. Dude, Leon Ruff, man. Yes. What have week. Cesaro? It, Leon Ruff comes up there as like a heel character. Have him like work some ridiculous heel character, and have Cesaro yeah. just like b- clown this guy, like uppercuts him. And, like, knocks the guy out of the ring, and he wins by countout because the guy can't get up in 10. Um, Stuff like that. Yeah, like, you have to get over every single aspect of this guy's offense. And right now, they're like, well, we're doing that with the UFO. And it's like, no, 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 no. If you're going to make him, like, the stud workhorse, like, the complete package dude, we need to see each one of the signature moves in his offense garner wins so that when he goes up against a guy like a Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns we know that when he hits him with the uppercut and Roman kicks out it means something because Cesaro has fell a lesser man with those sorts of things
1: it's such a WWE move though to get over look we're spinning him and you can count the spins versus a <laughs> guy who beats a guy with an uppercut yeah, quick, quick shot before the of a palate cleanser before I go into what may be a bit of an a rant. Uh, looks like our our girl Aunt Pam. I liked that promo. It almost made me kind of go, "Oh, do you know want to know why she was crying? It's because she knew she couldn't win." I was like, "Wow, that's kind of a." It's a little dark for, for them, but I liked it. It looks like uh, she's going to be set up while Sasha kind of goes away. So that might not be an immediate rematch. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, it's rare I get angry at the WWE. Mostly I get disappointed or annoyed. That Street Profits thing with Bianca was perfect. It wa- it, it hit the right notes. It was playful. Naturally, it got her over as a star. It got them over as being cool guys who support his wife and massive baby faces. And now they're gonna go for the World Tag Team Champions of SmackDown. And oh, we're rooting. And they got pinned clean as a sheet. Chris Montez Ford got that, pinned that,
2: that
0: clean was so as baffling. a sheet. So they what? came out color coded. They 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 were. When they she are came SmackDown out, branding.
1: They told, hey, we need to get rid, rid of the red Smackdown's solo cups. They are SmackDown's
0: baby faces. Right, yeah.
1: We need to get rid of the red cups to get the blue cups because this is SmackDown. You're no longer at Raw. The wife telling the husband, putting him in check. Very cute. They're celebrating her. We're gearing up for this big tag team title match against Rude and Ziggler, who are very good at their level heels.
0: But and, and, and Bianca throughout the course of that promo, even as a baby face, has made it very clear that she is an alpha type personality who likes to win. She's highly competitive. And when she was razzing Montez about getting the belts, she was only, you know, three quarters joking. Like, because she's a baby face right now, so it's like one quarter of the truth instead of 50% to more than 50% of the truth. Uh, we yeah, had but shots like, yeah. of
1: Montez kissing her at WrestleMania and celebrating with her. We had balloons. We had the blue. It's We have Pat McAfee here to put them over. It is the season premiere of SmackDown, and they go in,
0: and they lose clean. And why Queen. would I want to see them have another match against the Dirty Dogs at this point? The Heat. Oh, we want him to succeed. No. I want... I kind of want Angelo Dawkins to turn on him part, now. The worst part was like, Ziggler comes in to get that zigzag and... Because Ford doesn't know who the legal man is. It's ignorance. Like, like there was. Yes, he's a stupid babyface. Yeah, he's just ignorant. Yeah, he's ignorant. He got outplayed. They got outplayed. They got played.
1: Huh? I don't know who's legal in this professional wrestling match where I am a professional of a highly. Oh, zigzag. You can't can't
0: just do a move from behind my back. You can't just.
1: Who does that? It would be something if. They broke the mold for heels and somehow Ziggler and Rude do something absolutely despicable. Like they do a move on Bianca. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, for like, the if Rude,
0: I, if, I don't know, pulled something from underneath the ring and like, like chair Bianca in the gut or something. Like, like she, yeah, if yeah, yeah. If and chaired Bianca, yeah. Not
1: even, not even chair shots on them. Because we're at this point where everybody's such a weaselly coward that nobody cares when a heel does that. But if you go, Oh my, I can't believe he did that to Bianca Belair. I cannot believe that. And even if, even if, you know, even the internet commentary is a little uncomfortable with what happened. Like, you know, oh he you know, that would at least
0: warrant a distraction finish at that point, right? At yes. least then Montez, the baby face, would have a good reason to be distracted. Um not and knowing, get the heat and, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Not knowing go what ahead. the hell's going on in the match is what a veteran team does to a less experienced <laughs> team. Um they create a dynamic where one team's kind of, you know ass over tea kettle, and they take advantage of them. So, like, yay, the Dirty Dogs. They won the match fair and square, basically.
1: And I'm sure we're still going to have the Alpha Academy and the Mysterio traveling family jamboree or whatever the hell it is still involved in this tag team title picture.
0: I'll tell you the mystery family really... has not been the same since, uh, the wife and the daughter have been taken
2: out of since Aaliyah
1: left. Yeah. Y- since Aaliyah yeah, left, uh, old, uh, old Murphy sitting in catering so she could go do TV. I, I just, it's, there's no feud building between them. They're just going 50, 50. And now we have this dog's <laughs> street profits. when you're, this is the moment to crown them. I know it seems weird that because you didn't do it at Mania in front of an audience, which would have been a better place to crown them. And then you could have had Montez and Bianca have that moment on Saturday. And oh, look, we have these stars. And Vince McMahon has never been great with African-American superstars. It's a great picture overall. But even, even within a wrestling concept, Everybody, Chris, I think you can agree with me. Everybody knows Montez Ford is money if you do it correctly, if you push him correctly, if he improves his moveset a little bit, you know, and and gets a little bit less funny on the promos. What the hell? Clean. Clean. I just, I, I, I don't, this is, this is one of those moments where you go, well, there goes the money. There goes the money in this act. It, yeah. I feel the same way. I feel the same way about this. When Bailey was scared of a kendo using a kendo stick against Alexa Bliss, you could just you could just see the levels of money just that that killed
0: that killed the kid Bailey character dead. Uh, as much mm-hmm. as the, the, there there are, there are a few moments where that kid Bailey character needed to have a little bit of an edge and that was one of those key inflection points and it didn't and like if you were someone who was really if you were a kid who was really into that kid Billy character occasionally you want to see Bailey who is a wrestler at the end of the day kick a little ass um and, and, and yeah and she didn't um and and yeah she she in that case or you know she's like oh I don't do that and then Alexa Bliss in that case is like well I do and then won the match Um, no, you, you, oh, just the, this makes a good transition though. Okay. I'm sorry. One last thing. The loss of the dirty dogs wouldn't have mattered nearly as much, but for the fact that you led into the loss to the dirty dogs with this big million dollar promo.
1: Yes. That, and you haven't built the dogs at all. And the dogs should be built because they could, they, those two guys have it in them to be this team. Yes. On the mic as well. That's the thing that's driving me insane. And they won't let, they're doing wacky shtick on, on, on the headsets and stuff, as opposed to being dirty dogs, grizzled, grizzled old veterans who know their way around the ring, who maybe, you know, they don't fly as much as they used to. They, you know, they don't have the speed that they used to, but they know how to beat you and they know how to hurt you. That's all I want out of this team. They're not doing it. But as I was going to say earlier, this makes for a perfectly fun segue for me into the best baby face storyline in all of the WWE expanded universe is in a little show that comes from jolly old England called NXT UK. And that is Jack Stars and Piper Niven. This story to me, oh, I'm not going. What did you think I was going to go to the main event of I NXT? Thought,
0: yeah, I thought you were certainly no. talking. Okay, uh, all right. Amir Jordan's not like. Uh, okay, okay, that's Amir fine. Jordan. No, 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 it's <laughs> no. fine. It's fine. I'll let you make your case later that Amir Jordan's not a generational talent. That's okay. <laughs> you, you have I'm yourself. One. Yeah, you, on, you, I'm you, already... you sign your own death warrant, Hawkins.
1: No, man, I'm telling you, my. My uh, Joseph Connor as new Slapjack or Slapjack 2.0 is money.
0: I can leave this Zoom so quickly again. It can happen.
1: (sighs) Jack Stars, perennial underdog. Yes, you get the, the crass visual that WWE loves of the bigger woman with the smaller guy. But she is out there cheering for him, pulling him up. Whoop guy. I have to call him Ashton Smith this week. If that's his name, but his name is Ashton Smith or Ashton Carter. Can't remember his name. I call him whoop guy. Thank you. Ashton Smith looked like a killer in this match. Looked like an absolute killer. Hard clotheslines, hard slaps to the back. I'm watching this match and there's Jack stars and cheese. Just playing. Come on, Jack. You got it in. you. Just being a cute couple, whatever. Jack Stars gets a fold-up win, which is, you know, I hope they get past that after the first one, because after that, uh, he can't yeah. be lucky. First and, one can be lucky.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: But, yeah, you know, it's a fluke win in a way, but he folds him up out of, out of skill, but eventually he has to hit a finisher or something on a guy. But Jack Stars is a guy I can root for, Chris. He's, he's pure... He doesn't have the edge, you know? He's not, you know, Drew McIntyre coming out and being tough guy. And, and, you know, he's not, you know, I like Cesaro, but, you know, he's been around for so long and he's not the underdog, you know? People like underdog champions. Problem with Daniel Bryan right now is he's, he's too much of a jerk to root for at times. Jack Stars is clean. He's, he's, he's a... They're, now they're they're probably gonna use this to end up breaking up the two of those. You know when he goes, I can do this myself. Screw you, Piper Niven. and then He becomes a heel, and we ruin it. But for right now, he is the purest baby face on any roster in this company.
0: Yeah, uh, I like the idea of giving Jack Stars his first big win. Um, I think that it should have been. Look, because NXT UK is kind of a nothing show generally from week to week anyways. Yes. It really should have been the main event of next week's NXT UK. Uh, we should have picked out the opponent this week. We should have done a quick little one-week build. Next week in the main event, it's Jack Stars. Maybe it's not versus Ashton Smith. You pick someone a little bit more prestigious. But, like, yes, general idea, I like it. Now, here's the other problem I have with this this fire up against Ashton Smith. I like, I like Smith's... Heel stylings here during this match. However, as a babyface, Smith should be using the classic babyface sense of urgency of I'm trying to win the match. Smith settling into his heel stylings begged the question for me at various times: Why aren't you just going for a cover? Then you're hitting him with this uppercut, and you're kind of twing with the guy. Why he was a one
1: you... week heel. I think he yeah, was a one no, week heel.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that too. Um, that gets me to my third point here, um, involving Smith, um, and stars, which is that stars she Piper is beseeching stars to come back and stars starts to come back. Um, and doesn't really get to stay in the trade blow for blows with the Ashton Smith section very long. He needed to stay in that a little bit longer. I also <laughs> think that his comeback needed to be a little bit more substantial and I don't like the roll up. I think that he needed to actually land his finisher on Ashton okay. Smith. If you're going to go up against a guy who's, who's kind of a nobody guy, um. then I think we need to see what the finisher is this week. We need to actually establish kind of like, what is the finish to a Jack stars match? Um, Cause it's whoop guy at the end of the day. Like we can, we can put the finisher on whoop guy.
1: No, we can't call him whoop guy. Cause this week he was a badass. I kind of still him. at yeah. the
0: end this week, but at the end of the day, which is longer than the week, the end of the day is, Chris- is, is the week is shorter.
1: But Chris, you, you, you counterbalance that with, this Amelia McKenzie-Isla Dawn match where Isla Dawn has to get her win back against Amelia McKenzie, your a fresh new back. star Dude, in the
0: fishing. God. This hung around for a while. It was like back and forth. And then the Isla Dawn freaking wins. And I'm like, what in God's name are we doing? And even commentary this was like... You was cut, like you- <laughs> no commentary was even like. Well, it's gonna be a real slog for Amelia McKenzie to go up against Kelly right now.
1: It's like when you have an apple and you cut it in half, and it like browns in like thirty seconds. <laughs> this thing was. This thing turned to crap quick. What are you doing beating Amelia McKenzie two weeks after she deep? and challenged the champion are you kidding me nxt uk
0: i i had that (laughs) and she was paired with mako satamora last week or yeah two weeks ago did she lose
1: clean too she lost clean didn't she
0: to mako well to no 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 to isla dawn um did make a lose to isla dawn no, no, not Mako. Amelia McKenzie. Uh, no, Amelia McKenzie did. Yeah, she lost clean. She yes. lost clean. Yeah, that's why I was saying at the end, commentary is like, <laughs> well, where does this leave Amelia McKenzie now? It's going to be really hard for her to go up against Kaylee Ray now. <laughs> like, She's going a loser I, gimmick. She's I know. A loser I'm just like, just like, wow. Yeah, no, you're right, but dear oh, God. Like, what, what, what was the point of this exercise?
1: Dear Lord. Uh,. <laughs> I but I did enjoy. uh, Here's something I did enjoy. I enjoyed just the quick vignette of Sam Gradwell and Dave Mastiff. It felt like such an Alan Parker movie type of thing, like something you'd see like The Commitments or something like that. It's like took you long enough to lock the door. Ah, screw off. Click, click, (laughs) off. Just that very short, did not overstay its welcome piece of comedy. I dug it. And now there's yeah. gonna be a feud out of it. And I'm yeah. cool with
0: that. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I I like I like Thunderbolt. I think Thunderbolt is funny. Um it he he's funny. It's fun to see him irritated. Like like there's a lot of there's a lot of like fun emotions. What did he say rage. to the
1: journalist? I forgot what he said to the journalist, but it was like something derivative. It was like some bad <laughs> some bad comment for the press. So yeah. I just he had disdain for them too.
0: Uh, no, I, I liked what he said. I am a force of nature, as he's like, he's like yes. banging at the door. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 there, there are lots of. He can't open this lock on the door. and He's screaming, "I'm a force of nature." <laughs> like, I, I I
1: actually liked for a short time the uh, the Shah Samuel part of the Noam Dar promo, where he gets emotional about that, and starts screaming like he's actually, and just Noam Dar just sit there just. Yep, whatever. First week ever, I liked Shaw Samuel.
0: Yeah, no, he's fun. I'm I'm here for this Shaw Samuel, Trent Seven feud. I think that this has the potential to actually be fairly entertaining.
1: The uh, the Noam Dar talk show was interesting, at least, uh, too. I thought that was a pretty good week for vignettes in some ways. Uh, him being put off by Gallus not letting him sit on the couch. They actually put in a laugh track at one point for that spot where he was sent away. Gallus seemed kind of cool. The wild boar, I think, is uh, gonna be part of these next NXT <laughs> cuts, unfortunately. And we now have the uh, we now have Dennis Primate and uh, Tyson T Bone against Gallus. That could be uh, could be some manly men slapping meat. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, no, it'll be fine. I, it, you know, it's just Primate and T Bone does not have the same magic to me as uh, Wild Boar and Primate does.
1: And then I guess, uh, well, not finally, because I'm gonna do both matches. But I thought the uh, uh, the 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 the, the Saxon Huxley match kind of overstayed its welcome a bit.
0: Yeah, no, it it I it, uh, definitely agree with you on that. I, I mean. Look, especially if Na- you're trying to get
1: over the other guy right so Na- the whole name. point
0: nathan Frazier. well that's a bad nathan sign Frazier, because because his name was supposed to be part of what was going to get him to the next level or whatever and then he needed a new name to get to the yeah no i i think yes. his this build on him has been kind of cruel in a way because it's like he was hotter when he was uh whatever his old name was
1: yeah, I was doing some kind of amalgam in, in there. Nathan Frazier, I forgot. Yeah, Frazier. Fra- ben Carter was. I ben, sorry, I was Carter, thinking Nathan ben Carter. Ben Carter.
0: Yeah, Ben Carter. Seeing
1: Nathan Carter, and that's not him. But so yeah, and then again <laughs> for your main event, a feud that has gone on for three years.
0: Yeah, and and Vince, the you know sits on his piles of money. Hawkins, this guy. Multi-million corporation trading stocks in Wall Street can't can't reward two veteran hands who have been carrying the company, this franchise, and this brand on their back over the last decade um, in an angle and a pairing that's been going on, as the recap video pointed out. Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Where were they on WrestleMania weekend, Hawkins? Huh, Chris? Huh. What about Chris, the Amir? Whole story- what about Kenny? The, huh?
1: The story, the story of this feud is that Amir Jordan got turned on by his partner because he refused. He refused to break the rules. He was honorable. He was a guy who wanted to do it the they right way. They had
0: pretty deadly right where they wanted him. They were about to win that match. You might not remember visually what that looked like, but that was definitely what was happening in your heart. Um, And, then uh, Kenny decided that he wanted to cheat. So, so we get
1: to the one-on-one match. The match that's supposedly going to start the feud or whatever. We're at the dramatic moment where super white-hot babyface Amir Jordan, the man who does everything right, he dances for the I love, love of the, the fans. God, the
0: dancing is fun. The dancing. He
1: goes, he has a chance to cheat. But no, he's going to he's gonna beat this guy the right way to show him and teach him a lesson. And he loses. <laughs> he loses because he's an idiot. And it's not he beats Kenny and then Kenny then beats the crap out of him and slams him with the chair and puts him out for a while because he hates the guy so much. No, no, no. Kenny Williams gets a pinfall over Amir Jordan.
0: After proving his point that they should have cheated in the title match because they might have won the title if they had cheated.
1: Yes. See, here's the lesson you should have learned, Amir. You should have cheated with me. And then we'd be tag team champions right now. But no, you had to do it the right way. And And again, I get the winner's purse because I pinned you here.
0: Thank you for proving that my method is also right and more profitable, yet again. Oh,
1: what a dope! What an absolute dope! Any other thoughts on NXT UK? Because the only other thing I can think of is the Mako Satamura thing and the Ginny promo, and both were fine.
0: Yeah, no, those are fine. I, I just gotta say, I don't, I don't think Amir Jordan's main event material.
1: Do you see a? Does Kevin Dunn see a ceiling in Amir Jordan? Yeah, I'm
0: just. I see a bit of a ceiling here.
1: Uh, you can't ship off a bunch of people to NXT UK to build up that brand a bit. It's Tony Storm doing these days, other than losing on the pre-show to take over. Bring her back to We're at it. Good lord, uh, the show frustrated me in so many ways, and yet I absolutely love the Jack Stars story. I know that's weird for a hard bitten cynic like me. Let's go to NXT Mothership Tuesday night premiered. This is a fine show. Nothing, nothing that really got me though. What about you?
0: Yeah, um, I think the Karrion Kross Cross characters a little bit all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that. It's like, is Carrie in a baby face and Scarlet's a heel? What happened with the whole manipulation angle that Scarlet was doing leading into Balor?
1: Fall is a baby face. Prey is a heel.
0: <laughs> is is that is that what we're doing here?
1: No, no. I just think he was unfocused in his promo because he had to put over Finn Balor. And then once yeah. he got past that, he was he was he was pretty good. I thought. Yeah.
0: I I just I thought that was a little bit of a mess. Um I mean, like I think it's fine, uh, but it's okay. You know, it's fine. Do you have the results for this show in front of you? Yes, I do. MSK was our first match here. Um, They defeat Drake Maverick and Killian Dane to retain their titles. They did not advance the Dane and uh, Maverick storyline, which is good. Uh, They they shouldn't at this point. Um, Those those guys, but they also didn't
1: advance the Imperium and Dane storyline because the whole point was he was trying to recruit him. They just beat him up again.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a strange, it's a strange thing. Like, well, they're all, they were trying to recruit him, but like, was the recruiting thing kind of like a, a way of setting him up back, back when?
1: Oh, that, that could be it too, but they never yeah. sold that. They
0: never, they next. never paid that off. Yeah. Next, uh, um, do, 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 uh, Roderick Strong, uh, resigns from NXT. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I haven't heard anything about any of this. Uh I don't Seems it's like an obviously angle. A, seems like an angle, but I also don't think Marina is too long for the PC. Let's put it that way. So Yeah,
0: we haven't heard much of her doing anything uh on screen in a while. And like they they Since, did under, not-
1: since the underground. Since yeah, raw underground.
0: That's right, that raw underground. Um yeah. So there you go. Yeah,
1: it's it's kind of in <laughs> Does Roddy Strong seem like a character who gives two weeks notice in a letter or is it just screw you guys? I'm leaving.
0: It was funny to <laughs> like have Regal try to like have a like some <laughs> sum- summarized emotional response to a person who's gone through multiple like emotional and character changes over the last several <laughs> years. <needed> a-
1: <laughs> well, you know there have been um, good
0: times, and there have been bad times, but uh, on balance, I'd say that uh, well, actually more more of them a bad than good. But but we did have good times in there, and so Roddy. Come back, I guess. Your draw.
1: You need a box of office supplies with, like, a stapler. In it. Here's my key card. <laughs> I'm going to miss the free parking here, boss. <laughs> it's just so... <laughs> here's here's a letter in a manila envelope. It's if he...
0: Well, hey, Roddy, let, let, let's get together and we'll do lunch in a month or something like that. That'd be Look, really nice. Make sure you
1: go to HR for your exit interview before you leave. Tell us how we're doing and how we can improve. The, well, don't fire people for, for being overhead. How about that? Just, just can I go to the cafeteria one last time and get those wonderful that we have, and see what brand that is, because I think I like that in my new life. Um, <laughs>
0: we had <laughs> the uh,
1: awkward, the awkward cake from the rest of the office. That they just stander. All right, Ronnie, it was good to work with you for these years.
0: So uh, next we had. I'm, done. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next we had uh, Kamea and uh, Robert Stone backstage mm-hmm. with Leah and Mercedes Martinez confronts them wants all the money almost like it's like weird because it's like a heel and heel thing and like yes. Mer- Mercedes getting really aggro and then Jesse steps in and like it's almost kind of heroic because like Jesse's like clearly outclassed by Mercedes Martinez and still wants a fight and like it, it, I I didn't I didn't like this move only because it's like it's sort of a no-win situation where it's like, I don't think that Mercedes should be overcoming Jesse in this scenario, especially if they're breaking him up and Jesse needs to be built up. Um, and no, I also... Well, th- she does, though. Like, you, you got you to do something with her.
1: Okay, let, let, me, let me cut you off there, then. I liked that Mercedes Martinez, number one, had continuity in her story. And number two is making professional wrestling about money, which is a long-lost art form in professional wrestling. Jesse Covey stepping in. I'm going to, I'm going to support my manager. Oh, I was like, this should be a beat down and a pin real quick. Although Jesse got more offense than I thought she would, but this still felt like they were writing her off in some ways to be, to once again, be reborn and repackage. It, this is like repackaging number 12. I think
0: it it's strange. Um, and that, Although so, she looked
1: better in this. She looks better in this. And I've seen it a long time. I
0: keep say, I think that there's stuff that like she's got, they have had far less good people on the main roster. Um, some of whom have been regularly featured on WrestleMania for years and have been women's champion. Um, Lada, (laughs) uh, oh, that's one of them. One of them's been a tag team champion. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe Billy Kay. Maybe, uh, maybe a current tag. (laughs) Maybe Dana Brooke. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe Nia Jax. I'm gonna just say it. Maybe Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, Jessica May is okay. better. Yeah, way better than Nia Jax. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. So yeah, no. Um, I, I think that they they should do something with her. So yeah. Um, let's move on next to Kushida defeating Santos Escobar to win the title here. Perplexing. Wow. Baffling. Um, I wow I get the argument for, well, they ought to be doing something with Kushida. I get that, pal. However, you just did a unification angle and when you do a unification angle, you gotta let that sit and friggin' marinate for, I don't know, a week.
1: Not only did they do a unification angle, the guy who lost the unification match is setting up a feud with Kushida and he's leaving town for a few weeks, months, whatever. What do you do with Santos Escobar? Are are we gonna bring him into a face Gargano for the North American title? Are we gonna elevate him? I mean, we've already beat him down after the uh after the killing by Carrion Cross. Yeah, I I thought I thought for sure he was gonna show up on SmackDown or something, but no Yeah,
0: I know like yeah, to to your point, what does it matter? The the two oh five title around Escobar's waist was actually kind of perfect because really what difference does it make for Escobar's character if he's North American champion or if he's 205 champion with the presentation that's on Escobar in both cases? He's being presented as a prestigious mid-card heel champion um, in both scenarios. So, like, he can get the North American title. You can even try to spin that as an actual, like, move up the card, but we'll all know that it's actually lateral.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and, and you, it's just, we, it's
0: a way of taking the belt off of Johnny Gargano. Like, so at the end of the day, you end up with less and fewer interesting heels. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a mistake. And they
1: need interesting. Yes, they do.
0: It's... And Kushida's not, like, look, Kushida's a good worker. He's not an interesting babyface. He's a good well, that's worker. Well, it's funny because
1: later on the show, we have a Pete Dunne promo. <laughs> and it's like, Pete, you just beat Kushida. Go after his title. Doesn't want the two hundred five title. He wants a real title. So you're making it even worse for Kushida to try and make this thing prestigious,
0: which uh, super counter, even more counterproductive after the big reunification angle and everything. You know, mm-hmm. like, all all, all of these things should be in service with one another. Like, but the answer to why this company spends so much time treading water is because, like, they forget what matters. You know, if you're going to unify yeah. the belts, you've got to make that unified title. Feel really, really special. And instead, they've already started to hot potato it off. And again, no knock on Kushida the wrestler, but Kushida the character in WWE's landscape for the last five years has been a joke, a recurring punchline. Next. Next. Uh, we get Frankie Monet um, debuting against Raquel Gonzalez.
1: Taya Valkyrie playing a French woman who speaks Spanish <laughs> uh, because we can't, we can't under- overshadow Aofi or Eva Valkyrie uh, over at NXT UK. Um, I liked that. Uh, not, not the Frankie Monet part. That was a little ridiculous. I just, I, I don't know how this is going to go over. Uh, it's so funny because that character's just Raquel, a
0: mess of a character. Yeah.
1: Well, because Raquel is trying to speak both Spanish and French back to her, like Mona Me and. Oh well, no! It's and
0: like- and Valkyrie can't decide if she's actually going to be the the Frankie Monet character. She wants to keep wink, winking <laughs> to the fact that she was Ty Valkyrie and La like, Guerra Loca and like all these other characters that she has done over the last decade here, and and especially in the debut. Of Frankie Monet. We need to really know who Monet is. And Monet, to your point, should not be blurring into Spanish. She's supposed to be bougie and stuff. Well, like, she's supposed st- to be
1: bougie. Hold on. She's supposed to be bougie on a and show Frenchie. which already has your bougie heel in Aaliyah as well, doing the Robert Stone brand. So we have two bougie heels doing the same gimmick. Neither of them particularly well just yet. So, you know, I, I liked uh, but what I did like. I liked Dakota Kai being supportive of her friend Raquel Gonzalez. It was pretty damn nice to see for once. Although, if you want to turn Dakota Kai on Raquel Gonzalez, the way to do that is to shove her to the side while Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair come out to have the hug moment well, she's there doing nothing. That to me, just, it, it's like, okay, I get they want to put over this new generation of NXT women and stuff. It's just, it's just Dakota Kai's the best to all four of them to me in terms of, of work. And you just got, kind of, all right, all right, Dakota. So, you know, you're, you're fine. Good hand, but let's give them their moment right
0: now. Transitional tag team champion. But hey, you guys were first. I love that they
1: bring up that they were they were tag team champions for 20 minutes. Yeah, that's the thing to put on your resume. Uh,
0: uh, They bring it up and like they kind of like haha joke it off. But like, yeah, no, it's like embarrassing and stupid and like it should not actually be a plot point agreed, yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. you should
1: just gloss over that for now just just have them build up no, that, other that, things. that
0: absolutely should be memory hold like, like yeah oh, it, you you can show them with the belt or whatever but like no like that that whole plot point really should not be a thing ever revisited um scott and ruff had a match it was fine um what was actually interesting was the backstage afterwards where after no, this ruff, wasn't I liked it when Ruff was like, I'm not done with you. But I know what you're going to say. It's freaking stupid as hell that Ruff loses this match. Um, And and, and then, like, he goes, you're not. Okay, Jeff, here's the thing. It's great to show heart, right? Like, we like the idea of showing heart. Um, It's not showing heart to attack someone from behind because you lost. That's what a heel does.
1: You know, it's the same thing that Seth Rollins did on SmackDown. I'm not done with you. (laughs) It's not over till we say it's over. You got to think of another thing to... I I can't believe... You got to think of another... If you're going to have another Leon Ruff match, you got to think of a way to make him a baby face to get that back as opposed to this. This makes him look... This makes him look petty. And I'm here for Chicken Hawk undersized, like we were talking about this when, during the uh, Gargano-Damian Priest thing. There's there's something to a heel Leon Ruff that can yes. work yes. in some ways. Yeah. The delusional guy. But that's what he was here. He was that guy.
0: Or Swerve is actually getting... Dragged down to the l- rough level where it's actually plausible. Well, that's what that, it is. I mean, yeah, I know, I know. Which, which is even worse. Uh, no, like the, this stunk. Uh, like, like the, the the match itself, as I said, it was fine, but for the fact that Ruff lost, so that was stupid. And then the backstage. When you was said like,
1: memory hole, when you said memory hold, I automatically thought of that Mandy Rose <laughs> Nia Jax program. I'm like, thank God they're not having a feud over holes. Instead, it's about slipping and stupid, and I'm glad we memory hold that and did not talk about it except for this random aside. Chris, continue.
0: Yeah, but but like, talking about memory hold. if you want to memory hold a finish, that, that finish on Raw to the match where Nia, Naya, Nia, Naya, um, the punchline... The, punch the line, slip was just... The, the finish to the match was a punchline wherein Nia slips and then falls and falls comedically in the ring on her belly and... And you see she has a hard time, Jeff. Can you figure out why? Uh, she, she has a blunder. And this gets Mandy Rose and uh, Dana Brooke just really, like, really besides themselves. Uh, they think it's very funny. But then they also realize that there's nothing worse than laughing at a fat person having a hard time. And then that person standing up <laughs> and, and being really angry. And, and their fat rage comes out at you. Um the, 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 that finish on raw fat rage yeah yeah it's common <laughs> no have you have you never watched cartoons and or wrestling this happens a lot um yeah the fat rage yeah a uh, big vader angle in 93 wcw C- C- w- eh? yeah wcw <laughs> W-C- it, it was very popular What's more
1: wwf vader where he's yeah. getting fat for <laughs> i'm just he a fat just, i'm, I'm a, just a, I'm a, a fat piece of shit yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh finish your leon rough point <laughs> um i like look i like him with edge more than not having edge so uh uh like i think it's I, I'd rather, but but this swerve and rough thing is in this stupid holding pattern. I don't care about it.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like it, it's the Jake Atlas of swerve
0: feuds. It's
1: it it's just like guys who you know have potential hey, to be shout something.
0: Out to Jake Atlas, you survived this round of cuts, buddy. Nicely done. He, he's he, he and August Gray are having a blood
1: feud on two hundred five live. Hell yeah. Good for them. Your your August Gray mention of using him as a job. no can't too busy over on two oh five live being the cornerstone over there.
0: Yeah, 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 putting that brand on his shoulders, carrying <laughs> it to new heights, along
1: with Ever Rise and the Bollywood Boys, and Ever Rise deserves so much better.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, they are continue. Funny. All right, main event: Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart, <laughs> Dexter <laughs> Loomis. Bronson Reed, ah, oh, the intrigue of this babyface team. Uh, we got no backstage promo with the four of them. We got nothing to juice up, like the fun odd couple pairing of like Loomis and Reed. Even like, like they were just there entirely as plot devices because the way it was going to come down, and Dexter Loomis was going to have this encounter with Indy Hartwell, and that was really the whole point of this match.
1: I don't mind comedy. You know this, you know, I love the unrepentant stupidity and this was unrepentantly stupid as was the, the ways backstage promo that only went on the damn social media as opposed to on TV where it should have belonged. That said, it should not be in the form of your women's tag champs and your North American champion. At all. Oh, and the the fat guy. You kept punching in the gut during your takeover. (sighs) Indy was fine in the comedy thing. It's a little creepy in this day and age to do the act passed out so someone seduces you type of thing. I, you know, tugged the collar a bit even as an older gentleman who... It's used to crash storylines.
0: The implication was he was rescuing her in a chivalrous way. And this is like a little bit of a spy. The implication old-
1: is they went backstage and they did it. That's the implication here. Cause she winks to the camera, but
0: but it's Spinal Tap, smell the glove. It's fine. It's the Duke fame album cover versus the Spinal Tap album cover where they're forcing her to smell the glove. And instead Duke fame, he's the one who's being made to like smell the glove or whatever on their album. See Indy Indy's the one trying to seduce Dexter. And like, so like, she she's in on it. So it's not like Dexter is like stalking her. It's almost like she's stalking him. Um, and no, and that's, no, their okay. <laughs> that's their way of making <laughs> it. Okay. That's their way of making I'm not say- saying, I'm not saying it's okay. That's the way of making it. Okay.
1: No, I was going to say, no, Jeff, they didn't have sex. They just went and made out for a while. And then Indy got released by her. When they have sex is when they're going to, they're going, I swear to God, this is, I think this is what's going to happen. Dexter Loomis is getting rebranded when he has sex with Indy Hartwell. In story,
2: what, like he's, gonna... he's no
1: longer creepy.
0: Oh <laughs> He's God. like happy
1: go lucky Dexter Loomis. I,
0: I I mean I could see you know split personality <laughs> Dexter Loomis. Where like yeah the summertime Dexter Loomis would be fun though. Like yeah you know, Hawaiian shirts and yeah you know, he's he's just fun. He's ready for the beach.
1: Like he comes out and is like babyface Johnny Gargano and just <laughs> <comes out laughs> takes over that. <laughs>
0: Roll. Does that one high spot over the ropes that he likes to do?
1: Yeah, I just, I just, it's.
0: This just like wasn't much of an NXT show though. Like on balance, here you had the surprise no. title change of Kushida winning, but like, how can you be really excited about Kushida winning a title at this point? Uh, the only title <laughs> I'd be excited for him winning would be the NXT title, um, and that seems so impenetrably out of reach and so pointless to give to him at this point. Um, so this was really kind of a nothing show.
1: Is it something that I should relax about that in the me too era, we're having women act unconscious to seduce men. Or am I just being overly sensitive to the fact that if I brought that up and said, I had no problem with it, someone would get mad at me. Um, I, as an old person, I'm asking you the younger guy. Yeah.
0: So like, I, I mean, I was definitely thinking about like, I, it felt very out of step with the times, right? Like, The whole like the idea of the woman throwing herself at the man, which is still at the end of the day, like what this angle is felt very um, dated in its own weird way. And like, I also don't like the fact that like Beth Phoenix is trying to tell us that the whole Internet has wanted Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis to get together because I'm not really sure that that's actually a thing so much as that is a thing that they want to be a thing
1: from a comedy perspective, is it funnier if Loomis acts unconscious or is it more creepy? If Loomis acts unconscious,
0: I actually think to it'd be funny. I think it'd be funnier if Loomis was unconscious and Indie Hartwell brings him back. Like, and she's the one who like, yeah, l- l- like, like she carries Dexter off. Like, it, it, like it, she, unlike the rest of the way, who are all scared of him. Indie's like not scared of him in the slightest, you know, like, she wants herself. I don't know. We
1: live. We live in a world where a where a skunk can't be seductive in a cartoon anymore. So I mean, I, I yeah. I, I so I'm kind of concerned about all that. I, I I think again, you always go if they do it <laughs> with taste, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's WWE's forte. It's comedy with taste.
0: Oh yeah, no. I I, I this is a tasteful company. I I, I thought that. <laughs> A lot. I mean, you look back at some of the great Japanese themes through the years and like th- this is a company that really understands the many different scales of Japan. For example, the Pentatonic.
1: The, uh, the way that their greatest female superstar in WWE history once was on her hands, and knees barking like a dog to the president of the company. Oh, but before we go into more rants like that, let's just end it there, kids. You've been listening and watching Shake Them Ropes as sponsored by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping using the code Ropes and also MyBookie.ag using promo code Ropes. Get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. I'll let both of them know that you love us. Even, even when we're a little cranky, like now, a little surly, a little salty. And, uh, and uh, that uh, you support our show and that you like them supporting our show. You can follow me at Crap Game 13. You can follow Chris at DWATG. You can just follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. We are part of the Voices of Wrestling Broadcasting Network. But Chris has outside interests other than wrestling. I don't seem to have the time. He does a show called Don't Worry About the Government. Chris, this is your chance for the hard sell.
0: Don't worry about the government can be found on iTunes, Stitcher and Spotify and over at don'tworry.tv. Go and check it out. We are doing a little bit of an AV club thing here over the next several weeks. I'm going through documentaries and if we can find interesting ones to talk about, we will do those on the show this weekend. We are doing reversing row kind of topical. This is shot in 2018. So before. Some of the more recent events here. So we'll be looking at the archival documentary, talking about what it means here in 2020. All that stuff. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Don't Worry.tv, and of course, Patreon.com slash D W A T G. Thank you guys so much for listening to this show and supporting my other projects.
1: Billy K, open
0: invitation. Anytime. Shake them ropes. We'll talk about whatever you want.